Hello, welcome to Highly Spiritual, episode six, actually. So I guess six weeks. I'm Heather. I'm Heather, too. <laughs> um, and we're so excited. Uh, I feel like that's kind of a quick little intro, but whatevs. Um, I'm super excited about this guest we have here. I have been a fan of his comedy for a while, and just recently I noticed via Instagram that he's a total spiritual like i feel like it's part of your whole world probably your whole life i mean i don't know too much but i i'm excited to learn more so uh aaron weaver you guys hey what's up hey welcome (laughs) thanks for having me uh yeah definitely into it been into it for most of my life actually when i turned like 17 for some reason I, i went hard okay and uh so yeah half my life been really into it and what was the like um, cause I, what I'd seen on there was that your mom, I don't know if she ran the, the website or if she just wrote that article. So she, uh, was a spiritual individual as well. Oh yeah. She, was she your influence? Completely. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what I would be doing right now if she wasn't there. I'd probably okay. be like an accountant, super into <laughs> the Packers, the, you know, <laughs> talking about pizza all day. Totally. But, uh, because she was my mom, I got turned on to all this stuff. So yeah, that's her website. She started, it was weird. She started it. So I was talking about like, I, I'm going to start this website and soon we're going to monetize it. I'm going to monetize it. She's always like talking about this. It was like kind of cute. Like, yeah. Oh, you got a little website. That's great. But, yeah. uh, it's actually been doing really well oh, wow. and it's popular. There's like thousands of comments from Facebook on the articles. Yeah. Uh, some of the articles are like first in their Google term in the Google search for that term, you know? So yeah. it's, it's wild. Yeah, that it's is impressive. Totally. Yeah. And so she's, um, what was like, cause the article that I'd seen was, um, the one that was shared was a, about indigo children. Yeah. Um, and now Heather here has lo- many people have told you that you're an indigo child. Yeah, um, that's true. And yeah, so fucking spell it. Tell me uh, like what, <laughs> like what it, tell like the listeners, like, what um indigo child means and then also like your experience in that uh well i'm not the expert just to warn everybody (laughs) i'm not the indigo child expert but uh she wrote an article on it i think that's the most popular one it was like featured on vice Uh, it was weird like reverse search where it came up and it was in vice i was like that's crazy um yeah indigo child basically uh they're born I think it's from like 1980 to 85, maybe something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, They're very sensitive. They're very, uh, a lot of them are rebellious. A lot of them are, I think overconfidence is a trait too. And it's just like, basically, according to her, they're they're like this uh, new form of person being brought into the world to sort of make amends for where we've gone wrong recently. And okay. they're like more sensitive, more empathetic. Um, they're trying to bring in a new wave of light, so to speak back into the world. And, uh, but they also have a lot of issues cause they're so sensitive. It's right. like addiction, depression, all these things are coming up. And like, uh, the previous generations, 
didn't have it so much so they don't really know how to deal with it as yeah. well so you know we're like medicating them over medicating them uh you know feeding them bad food and yeah in the article she's she's saying that uh you know there's there's a different way to handle them to deal with to like treat them with uh you know more compassion more uh less chemically sensitive sort of less chemicals uh better food yeah um yeah so she's the article's just about how to recognize an indigo child and how to live with them and okay yeah i mean i feel like just even knowing heather um i feel like that's true because she's very much um a spiritual being who's helped a lot of people in that way yeah um me included and and you didn't even like necessarily when i when i met you it's not like she was like oh hey like here's some light <laughs> but like <laughs> but uh she didn't do that <laughs> yo girl <laughs> you want some light <laughs> but just through your beingness and the way that you um were you are so sensitive and so emotionally aware and you do you do, I feel like, I just feel like you're like a really healing type person. Well, uh, thank you. <laughs> hey. Um, but it, no, like it makes me, because I, I read that article and, and she also says at the end that like if you're an adult, then you're probably a light worker mm. now. Mm. And that transformation that occurs you know, and I know that there's been a lot written about indigo children and crystal children and crystal, rainbow children. Rainbow, yep. um, I don't know what rainbow children are or crystal children. And you guys should probably tell the So listeners. I think that the crystal children came after the indigo children. I think so. And they're in the 90s and early 2000s. And now, like, this most recent incarnation is the rainbow children. Um I remember that like years ago I had read books about it like when I was a teenager and I was utterly fascinated by it. And I'll tell you like what I'm curious about for my own very personal um like very personal reasons is <clears throat> like what was it because you could have gone one of two ways right like mm -hmm. <clears throat> here your mom is somebody that is really intuitive and really into the spiritual side of life and that's not something that especially i feel like the older that you get you know um in the previous generation there is a stigma attached to somebody that is very outspoken with their beliefs that mm. aren't structured and rigid in their approach and not religious. Yeah. You know? So what was your experience like getting to grow up with someone like that? And what <clears throat> led you quote unquote toward the light then completely going the other way and saying like, this is fucking bullshit and like, stop. Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't know a lot else. Well, I, I actually knew both routes. Cause I mean, I lived in Michigan, like a small oh town. My God, of course you did. I'm from Michigan. Oh really? Yeah. There was something about you. Anyway, <laughs> what town? Now you got a uh, small town called Lapeer. Okay. I'm from, I'm from like, 
I mean, I know people from up here. I'm from uh, Highland, Milford, close mm. to Waterford. You know what I mean? Okay. I know Lapeer is a little more north. Okay. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know where those places okay. are, but <laughs> <laughs> what's anyway. the big place it's near? Um, it's, I mean, it's near like, uh, like Rochester Hills, Pontiac. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. In between Ann Arbor and Pontiac. Got it. Yeah. I also grew up in Saline, which is okay. right by Ann Arbor. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So this place where I lived was a small town in Michigan and like, I didn't know there were cool small towns until I moved here. And yeah. there are, but not so much in Michigan. Like, at least that's what my experience was. Like, Lapeer was just boring. People going to church a lot. And these people who live there, they don't live there by choice. Nobody moved there by choice. <laughs> they, their families have just always lived there. Yeah. And so they just continue to live there. Like, they don't think outside. Whereas, right. like, cool small towns are people who decidedly was like, I want to, like, get away from this shit, but, like, you know, and I just want to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Still have be some in touch with nature. Culture and, yeah. You know, have fun and yeah. Be updated with the world and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I, we actually tried to go to a church for, for like a week and I just like, it's kind of ironic. I was drawing dinosaurs the whole time. In <laughs> church. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So it was the most boring thing and no offense to anyone who likes church. If you find something in it, great, but. But how was that? How was that then even like brought up? Like this shit fascinates me because yeah. I was I was indoctrinated from the time I was so young. Oh wow! Um, in terms of like being Catholic and like going to church every single fucking Sunday, doing like fucking religious education, and like I I hated it more than anything. I hated it when I found out and discovered that you weren't allowed to ask those questions. Mm. You weren't allowed to challenge and you weren't allowed to ask why. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, not good. And so I'm so curious <clears throat> because I would like to think that if church was presented as an option mm -hmm. where it's, hey, let's like go check this out. Like, let's see what they have to say. Ba ba ba. I I might be more open, you know? So, mm. like, in terms of, like, you drawing dinosaurs, it's like, did you go in with an open mind or was your mind already shut? That you were like, all right, I'll go for, like, my mom and, like, whatevs, but I'm really not fucking feeling this before I even get there. Well, I don't know how many preconceived notions I really had. Yeah. But I know, you know, it was immediate how I felt yeah. in the building. And how it, did yeah. you feel? Bored out of my mind. Yes. Oh my bored. god. Just so so bored. Just so bored. It was just so vanilla, and there was just a guy reading with no passion at the top of the stage, and the singing was all repetitive, and no one seemed to be feeling it. Maybe if I went to a black church, I'd be totally <laughs> in a church, but that shit was like god awfully boring. And then after, you know, there was like uh, this whole meet up right after on the side of the church with donuts and yeah, coffee and people fucking yeah. donuts and coffee yeah, and, and people, bad coffee and bad i love coffee. coffee it's hard to make it bad Dude. and the fucking cake donuts cake donuts <laughs> that are that are plain cake donuts so like the only fucking thing you get is like a little bit of sugar so that's not like, even fucking satisfying and, like, yeah. and it's so Fuck. funny i just side story sorry just sorry the weed rabbit hole like side story like you um heather 
hates supposedly like cake donuts. You know, she likes the pre- regular donuts. And yeah. I get it. I, I prefer those ones too. But like then the other day, like I got a couple of vegan donuts from Whole Foods and yeah. like I was like, oh, I was going to get you one. But they were like the cake kind. So I didn't know. Yeah. If, and she was like, well, and suddenly she wanted one. I did. <laughs> suddenly I wanted that fucking cake donut. Mm. Um, when it was the only one available. When it was the only Maybe one Maybe you want to go back to church secretly. <laughs> Maybe it's pulling you back through the donut. You know what? I would like to go to a church that's actually fucking honest. Yeah. Well, they I have like, those out here. Yeah, they do. No, but I mean like, but I mean this. Where you're, where it's not just fucking one-sided because I remember I went to the Agape Church once, you know, like yeah. uh, Michael, like Michael Beckwith. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Who like was Dreadlocks. Part of, like writing the secret and all the shit. Yeah, and I was that open. Guy. And I went, and I was so fiercely disappointed. Really? Yeah, because I felt like it was so fucking basic. Really. Yeah, and I don't, and I know that might sound really harsh, and maybe I have. Well, that's how I feel about the secret. But I think when you do anything on a mass (laughs) scale, it's got to kind of be basic. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna make it the mainstream, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I guess like that's the thing where it's like, I I want to be able to like really fucking get in there. So like, and with that too, like if there is any true church that I belong to, Mm -hmm. it's nature. Oh yeah! Like that's it. That's my like, favorite. Like that is my true church. Yeah, going to commune be, with nature. Yes, the the ultimate communion. Yeah, you talk about fucking communion and that to yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. And that's surfers, <laughs> and this will connect. Got a great new comedy bit coming soon, people. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, take us to where the cake donuts grow. Yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is my, this is my, I was going to make a joke about blood and body, but then I was just going to be like, and this represents, like, if Jesus's was bread, like, the modern Americans is donut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and syrup. No. High fructose corn syrup. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, but no, like, anyway, go, back yeah, go ahead. So you went to church once. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we went to church and, uh, super boring. So I think we tried out a couple more places and we went to a Buddhist temple and I like Buddhism, but you know, that was, yeah, a I little, like it too, but I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, all I remember is the vibes I was picking up from each of these places and the Buddhist temple felt good. Um, it's where I first heard the word guacamole. So it's, that's like a memory <laughs> for me. And, uh, yeah. Look at the difference. Donuts versus guac. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and guac back then, that was a that little That was a big deal. In hip. Michigan? Yeah. In Michigan. In Michigan? Yeah. Still, I, a friend of mine's dad from Michigan came out here once and we went to eat and he was reading the menu and he was like, what is Pico de Gallo? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, man. So, anyway. Michigan. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we did that. I think she was searching for a community because my mom... She always tells me her story, which is she was basically running around for like her teens into her like late twenties. She was just like all over the place, dating. She got married like twice, divorced twice, just sort of bouncing around. And then she said she had an awakening when she was like thirty. So her sad in return. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, me sometime. too. That's what I feel like happened with me. Saturn Return. Saturn Return's crazy. Yeah. I wrote an article about it on that website. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I'm going to check it out. It's it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, she went to therapy and she like, 
basically found out some memories that she had repressed as a child. Totally. Yeah. So like some traumatic shit, you know, whatever. And, uh, so that came to the surface and, uh, she, she, at the same time she was reading the course of miracles. I don't know if you guys know that book. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's basically like a spiritual Bible, a, basically about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That's like the main thing you take from it. So she was reading that. And so she got to this point where she forgave the people that caused her trauma. And she said right after she did that, like all these things started opening up inside of her. She's telling me stories about how she's laying in bed one day and just started levitating. I'm like, oh, tight. Um, Shit. She met her. Uh, they call it the guardian of the threshold. I don't know if you've heard of this. This is like one of the. It's like a being that's represents you, but like the ugliest part of you, the ugliest oh, side totally. of you is like mm-hmm. the physical manifestation of that. And like when you're ready, it's going to pop up. Mm. Um, I feel like I, mine came up in a dream once and I feel like I've seen mine too. It's like where I saw where it's literally, well, I might be misinterpreting it because mm-hmm. I literally feel like I've stared what I could be if I chose the dark side. That's like exactly a how person. I, okay. yeah, that's yeah, exactly it. That's okay. how I felt. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. yeah. With mine. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And hers was like a big dark phantom figure. Um, mine was like a old warty, like scared person in, in like a prison. And so anyways, she saw that, um, and she just started having all these little awakenings, little intuitions that were leading her into the right places. And mm-hmm. yeah. so she's, that's where she became fully sold yeah. on all yeah. of this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so she would tell me stories like that. And that sounded way cooler to me than, <laughs> totally. than church choir or whatever. Totally. You know? Yeah. Levitating. Come on. I'm down. Well, and like what she said, you know, like when you said that she was like, um, uh, forgiveness that made me just think of how you know um and i don't i really don't want to speak for you but it's coming to me well just really quickly yeah like um oh sorry but but it's just it's it's really hitting me like you know you just got back from ireland i did and i i feel like there was a major transformation that was made um and as a result and a lot of doors i feel like are about to like a lot of new things are on the horizon and they've already started to appear yeah and like you just had some massive forgiveness actually. Yeah, I know. I know. I had some previous trauma. I had some massive forgiveness and I, I, I don't want to interrupt the flow. No, because I no, because I, it's, it's, it's really making me think a lot, you know, especially in terms of what we're talking about in terms of the ultimate reflection Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is what I would think. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the ultimate truth. That is what it is. Yes. That's what the dark um, side is. It's like, you oh, know, yeah, like, yeah that, that's possible. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. yeah. If you go that route. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not only that, though, but the getting to have the compassion and the forgiveness. It's not the thing of the in anticipation of. It's, I think, like, at least for me, the... I have to embody it in order to release it and let it go, which Mm. means that for me, I need to see myself at my ugliest Mm. and that it's not really necessarily like, 
it becomes an outside reflection when I'm able to become aware of the feelings that I'm having, especially if it's pain, anger, or rage, or sadness. And I need to be willing to actually experience all of those feelings yeah. Yes, yeah. in a, in a, a safe and responsible way. Yeah. In let order for the me feelings. then... That was a key I did not know till too late. Not Recently, too late. Recently, <laughs> yeah. To, to get out to the other side of it. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's so... It's... it's so it sounds like your mom really practiced what she preached. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for sure. And, uh, yeah, to tie those two things together with the, the threshold, the guardian of the threshold and... It's like, how could you not forget if you've seen that and that knowledge that that could be you if yeah. you made different choices? Like you like, see yourself in them. And right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like everyone is tweeting and judging and being like, oh, oh the fucking monsters out there. Everyone's a monster. It's like, dude. I know. It really we is. All are a we little all bit. are. That's the whole thing is we have to we have to be when we recognize bad it's hitting that part in self that we know we're capable of that same thing right and so it's like when we're you know like so yeah like and and this has been something that you know like anytime i catch myself judging i try and like we're human like i still yeah. have moments but for the most part like when i'm judging someone i immediately go what is this showing me about me like yeah. you know yeah and like when we attack like yeah, like everybody just wants to blame everybody else rather than like recognize where they and like that's the thing with religion, right? Because they live the two the difference between these two paths. If you are like a devout Christian or you know, or you follow some religion in a devout way versus like a spiritual seeker who has your own sort of practices and and you know, um there's freedom to explore your own metaphors for what you believe, you know. Yeah. Is true and not true, and um, there the difference between the two is that with religion, those people are making decisions based on the fear that they're being judged by something greater than them, mm -hmm. and that's like what drives that. With a spiritual seeker, the drive is to become better with self, become better on the inside, yeah. because the feeling then, and then we get to transmit more love, we get to emit more love. Spread more it, love. It reminds me of a great quote I heard recently. It said, uh, religion is for people who want to avoid hell and spirituality is for people who have been through hell. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Oh, that's, that's I feel like quote. that's so true. Yeah. So accurate. And that is why it's, I mean, it, it is, it's love and fear, really the two different approaches. Yeah. It's like, I, I hate bad things happening, but I also know it's the best way to open yourself up. Like, that's why they happen. Not, I mean, I'm sure you can find examples of this not being true, but I'm just saying, like, nothing will open you up or <laughs> nothing will wake you up more immediately than yeah, a crisis. Yeah, bad time. Well, yeah. you've got to know, and you've got to know those times to know, you've got to know good to know bad, or you've got to know bad to know good. You literally yeah. wouldn't be able to discern the difference. So they've got to be there. And the thing is, is that they... they, they it's not really bad or good because those are judgments. But you know what I mean. Like No, right. I know. I know um, but like really just... You have to know sadness to know happiness. Yeah, That's what I, I mean. Yeah. No, I know. But I think that like it's a really important distinction. Yeah. Like yeah. when we start labeling things That's true. good and That's we true. start labeling things it's true. bad. It's true. Because this is making me... Like this whole entire conversation is also making me think of like 
Kate Spade and fucking Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and getting to be on social media and getting to see all of the fucking tweets about like mental health and you're not alone and like don't do it and call someone and all that shit. <laughs> you know, it's it it annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah. Like it annoys the fuck out of me. You know, because here's the thing, like, I've been suicidal. Like, I've been suicidal. Yeah. Like, I've gotten to the point of terror that I was, like, actually suicidal, that I got help in ways that I never would have before gotten help. And, like, the other thing is, is that I was afforded that privilege, which is really fucking important to understand. And on top of that, like... I think that most of us are so terrified of death that when somebody else chooses it, it's, I think that like the tweets and all that shit is such a reactive fear-based response. Yes, I agree. Because I think it's coming up against the thing of, I want to live. I want to live. I want to live until you get to the point that you maybe have the feeling that maybe you actually don't. And what does that mean? (laughs) And like the thing is too, I think that there's many different kinds of death. Yeah. I was just able to afford to be able to experience this one. And I'm not saying that like Anthony Bourdain or Kate Spade or whoever the fuck weren't afforded those opportunities and maybe they already took them. Like who the fuck knows, you know, but it's like, I, I really get upset with people that judge others for choosing to take their own life. I've had several friends that have like fucking killed themselves and I watched their fucking path. Mm -hmm. I saw what they were experiencing. Yeah. And they desired to go home. Well, for whatever reason they were, their world wasn't at home here anymore. Exactly. And And and, and that to me is, but there is a sadness attached to that. But I think that, I think that there's a, like, and that's the thing. It's like fear-based suicide versus peace-based suicide. Yeah. You know, people who are terminally ill. Yeah. Like, if you really, truly fucking desire to go, like, you're going to go. If you're meant to go, you're going to go. Or when, an- like, the fact that animals know they're going to go before yeah. they go. They go and they hide. They go to sleep somewhere. Like, fucking, in that book, Education a Little Tree, the Native American uh, grandmother... It's a story of a young Native American boy and living with his grandparents for the summer. Okay. For like a couple summers. It's great. And he, um, you know, get, just gets to learn to be in touch with the land. And like at one point, like she tells them like she's going to go. And she goes and she sits out on like a bench in like the mountain and dies. And like, and I just think that like that's not a suicide. That's a knowing that it's time to go. And I think the difference though too and something that you're trying to say yeah. here is that Unfortunately, the problem with suicide rates and like the people who like the the type of suicide that's happening, it's not that it's judgment based, but it's and I say type of, but I mean like when it seems um, as though someone on the outside, the description is that they were very troubled and like all this stuff and they suffered from depression. And Mm -hmm. um, I do think that had they had access to certain therapies and stuff like that, perhaps they would have had a different experience. But at the end of the day, 
they were living in sadness probably because they within their their external world that was around they couldn't experience the the right kind of love yeah and that like and i don't even i mean i don't want to guess but i'm just saying like that's the game we're all playing yeah Yeah. the right kind of love like i know whether you're suicidal or not or just sad sometimes like it's all the whole game is like can you find the right kind of love for yourself for yourself yeah based off what you've been taught it's true And what? Sustain and it. Sustain it. Yeah. That's something that like I think is is an incredibly, incredibly like important distinction. Yes. You know, because mm-hmm. it's like I've had that it, it 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 goes into that thing of like it's trying to use finite words to describe something that's infinite. And that mm-hmm. there are so many different forms of love and modes of love. And are you able to house as many as you're able to house? Like, mm-hmm. are you able to be able to expand with your grief and your love? Are you able to continually transform through the grief into love? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that everybody can. Well, everyone can. I mean, everyone has, has the opportunity. Some people have more obstacles to get there um but it's about how bad you want it and i think it goes back to how bad you're suffering yeah it's suffering wanting to get out of it and then the other component is having someone to teach you or having a a, yeah the techniques And and that's the thing too i think like i used to be terrified of standing on a platform waiting for the subway I'd be terrified because I would have moments of seeing the train coming. And I remember so distinctly I had to grab onto the railing so hard and so fast. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was like instinctive nature. Yeah. But the fact that I had let go enough in that moment that it required that immediate reaction of no, like stay and it felt like something like bigger than me was getting to say stay Mm. and at those lowest moments of my life there was always one thing there was always that thing that would bring me back to the stay yeah right and and then like getting to stay long enough to gather the courage then to like get to move forward and that moment is the same thing that the angry tweeter has at his draft. Like, yeah. should I push or should I not it push is. tweet? It's a moment. It's a yeah. moment. Yeah. It's yeah. a moment. I mean, not to be too cliche, but it's just the choice of fear and love. And It is. Yeah. And ultimately, like, I don't know. That's also why, like, I, I don't agree with guns. I mean to each their own but i i would never have one around i don't think because it's too easy in a moment you know what i mean yeah. it's too easy in a fucking moment to play. yeah moments yeah. get hard yeah and that's yeah. it and i and i feel like also getting to like i'm just thinking of like the way of the peaceful warrior mm-hmm. you know i'm thinking about how do you actually then start to um in every single way possible in moments 
be willing to meet self, be willing to really meet the biggest fear and the biggest sadnesses. Yeah. Well, and it's being able to be, work through them. Well, it, I think to me, it's a hundred percent, hundred percent. If you're present enough, yeah. yeah. Cause you have to be there. You have to be conscious when it's happening. Cause yeah. the thing with like, triggering moments is they take you out of awareness yeah and yeah. awareness is they is shoot you into your emotional body and emotions are fine but like they can your shoot reactive you. body yeah your reactive, your reactive body reactive. yeah and take you out of your awareness and your, your presence and uh so that's really the thing and if you that's why i as much as guns are bad it sometimes i'm like our cell phones just as bad because my yeah. attention <laughs> is so captured all the time by yes. something that doesn't matter yeah um yes I know I and and this is like a battle like I'm going through a lot um, is what matters and what doesn't because like because on some level I'm like I know none of this matters I know what the truth is like I know what the truth is yeah but at the same time it's like (laughs) also like getting to like like desire to care for my family in a more uh in a safer way, a more secure way, a foundation financially, right? Talk about money. So then okay. you have to bring money into it. <laughs> and I know that that's all like that's ultimately that's a fear thing because, and so ultimately it, I mean, nothing with money matters. Like that is the fucking truth. And really that's just the truth. And I guess it's just alternating between those feelings. Of I don't like know if justi- I believe that anymore. What do you mean? I, I don't know if I believe that. I think okay. uh, money does matter a little bit. Okay. I think it, um, it's there. And I think, it's like we have thoughts that keep us from having it too. I say too. Oh yeah, no, totally. Money. It's so true. <laughs> no, it's so true. We have subconscious. Like I know that I've prevented myself from opportunity for years. I just went through the hugest grief because I had to forgive myself for like all that I was doing wrong unto myself. And I had no fucking idea. I was thinking mm-hmm. I was doing the right thing by just like, grinding my fucking ass off work 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 when it really was like like stop and be and live and make relationships and be in the community yeah and like i didn't do that and so then i was I like oh either. my god i wasted you know yeah and it's a big grief to for, to forgive yourself to the death of what i didn't know forgive yourself for what they you know forgive them the for what they do not what know you could be right now if you did it the other way yeah you know <laughs> But it, but ultimately, yeah. Anyway, I forget where we started with that. Uh, that money, oh, like money, money doesn't it matter. It does matter. Yeah. It well, matter. I I'm in a like a shift right now because I've always been like, oh, money, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. But like, I'm no, not. I'm doing that too. That's what I'm saying. I want to have like a foundation and stuff with them, right? For them, yeah. Like, this has been a big, uh, what's the word? I don't know if paradox is right. A big conflict in my life since I started doing the spiritual stuff because it's like accepting my humanness and then thinking I need to transcend it. You know, Mm. like I think the ultimate is like going beyond and transcending and becoming enlightened in touch with your full divinity. But I'm, I am in a human body and I'm on this planet. Yes. And I got some shit I need to work through. And part of that, hey, is maybe I want money. Yeah. And I can't sit here and deny it. I used to try to get rid of all my desires and be like, oh, I have no desires. Yeah. I'm fully enlightened. I don't care about anything. Yeah. But no, I still have them. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's just part of what you need to work through. You, you'll get it and then you'll see it's not yeah. everything it's cracked up to be. Because you got to know. that it actually is. Maybe. I mean, if like, it was your pyramid. 
If it's your yeah, pyramid. Like, because I, I think that there is something to be said about it being on the other side and that, you know, getting to have um, your knowing confirmed. Mm. Yeah, that too. And and that I think is like the, the yes. other side of Well, like, that's the pyramids. That's the alchemist, yeah. you know, the, and the he alchemist. had to go. Have you ever read the alchemist? I have, but I don't remember. Oh my gosh! I feel like I feel like we should pass on a copy to him today. Yeah. Oh, I have it. Oh, you do. I have read it. Yeah, you should it's read it again. It's been a long time because it's you know essentially the boy wants to go see the pyramids and it's uh based it's always on a dream he had based on a dream he had and you know he's a shepherd at the time and so while yeah. he's a shepherd he like you know he knows he's good at his parents don't understand why he wants to be a shepherd but he likes traveling from town to town he's becoming more cultured there's this girl that the shopkeeper's daughter who likes him because he has all these stories to tell and one day he's like yeah but like if i could go to the pyramids like she'd that would really impress her because of the dream he had Mm -hmm. so he decides to sell his stock his uh flock Stock, stock <laughs> flock, same thing. He sells stock. all his Apple stock, and but I guess there is like livestock. Yeah, there is livestock. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, the, so stock. the sheep. So he sold the sheep. So his shepherd, his flock, his stock, yeah. his stock, his flock. And yeah. so yeah, and um, his flock is his bushel of sheep. Bushel. <laughs> okay, no Did you just start rapping. I know the flock, the flock, flock, blah, blah, This is a podcast. That was me doing an impression of This Is America. Okay, so. Like saying, like, of course, this is what happens on podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no. So, like, then he he sells all his fucking sheep, and turns out, uh, then he gets robbed in the night. So mm-hmm. he doesn't have any of the money now to go to the pyramids. So he's stuck in this small town. So he's got to work for this glass shop owner. He like starts working for him, and the whole time he's there, he like comes becomes a good businessman. Because at first he's motivated to just get more sheep and go back home. Mm-hmm. He's just going to get more sheep and go back home. Like fuck this pyramid bullshit. Yeah. And then he becomes like a smart businessman, helps the owner out, and then he's got a bunch of money. He's like, I could buy two flocks now. I could buy two fucking flocks of sheep. Like I have enough money for that. But I came all this way to see the pyramids. And with all this stuff that I learned, I'm, I'm going to go for it, right? Mm-hmm. So he decides to, to go for it. And in the journey, there's a whole bunch of shit that happens in the desert. He's like traveling with a big cartel and there's a whole bunch of different metaphors. Um, but he keeps listening to omens the whole time, following omens. Mm-hmm. And he meets... he comes to this town and he just meets this chick and in this moment he's like this is my soulmate i think i wanted to see the pyramids to really find her yeah and then you know she's like you're my soulmate too she knew it knows it immediately and she's like but a soulmate would never keep their soulmate from their pyramids like you gotta go like i'm gonna be here and you know and so it was like the hardest fucking thing ever but he like goes and he does it and he gets into the pyramids and he weeps because he realizes that it was within him the whole time it was his knowing and all of it was part of it and it was about the journey right yeah and then he's like soulmate i'm coming back and then he goes to his soulmate and after like he finds the buried treasure after he finds the buried treasure <laughs> which is where he which, started yes which is where he started and oh, okay and so like yeah the dream so it's like the literally the most perfect metaphor for human life ever like the journey you know yeah um but the fact that he was able to do it while he was still alive yes is, while he was still so alive important yes yeah that it didn't take him until he was fucking 80 yeah yeah, no, know. he did it. And but also, it'd be yeah. worth it at 80. Yeah, no, but exactly. Because like, maybe that was the journey, too. Like, maybe yeah. you were supposed to be older, you know? 
Yeah, but and 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 here's something that I I think is really important where it's we're starting for to forget about our pyramids. And also I feel in the same breath that like new pyramids are actually being awakened. Yeah. You know, where yeah. it's where it's almost like if a sandstorm is just starting to subside and you see that it's like not just like one period pyramid that you're seeing it's like you're getting to reflect upon all of the pyramids Hmm. that it like wasn't just one yeah like it it wasn't just about that it was about yeah like you're you're able to see the expanse of the singular what you think is like the world yeah the world but I don't know. Damn. I know. I know. We like. <laughs> That's deep. I, know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think it's because we're slowly realizing we're all in a simulation and <laughs> we can see everything because it's just, you know, numbers and. Oh, shit, man. You're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> you are one of the people who believe in the assimilation. I don't know if I believe in it, but it's in the back you, of my mind more and more. Yeah. And it's like now every time I read something spiritual, I'm like, well, this fits with a simulation yeah. theory, too. You know? A lot of it does, I think. That makes sense. Yeah. But also then, like, I guess that's, like, that's the only reason that I, like, ever desire to share my experiences with, like, MDMA, you mm-hmm. know, or cannabis or, you know, um, ayahuasca. Yeah. You know, like, because, like, the minute, like, that makes me just start thinking of, like, geometrical patterns. It mm-hmm. makes me start thinking about, yeah. like, the ultimate matrix and the fact that, that there's so much that we don't know. Like, there's so much that we don't know. Oh, we mostly don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But oh, how, man, so trippy. But how on, on, there's the dark and the light, right? And so for me... Being being able to like continually look through my fears, mm-hmm. as opposed to getting lost in them, mm-hmm. getting to be able to like see through to the other side, because ultimately, like all of my fear always goes back to, and then I die. Yeah, right. My fear ultimately always goes back to, and then I die. And then I'm in my body and then I start to panic. And if you're like stoned right now, <laughs> everything is okay. <laughs> I promise. I'm just letting you know everything's okay. And I like, I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I need to go back and I just need to say this because I just want to be very clear. I don't advocate for anyone's suicide ever. I don't. I don't. I also recognize that I've experienced suicides within my own life enough to know that I'm powerless against somebody making a choice sometimes. Um, And if you're one of those people, look at maps. There, yeah, like there's, there's a lot more out there than just fucking like mental crisis hotline. There's like, there are a ton of fucking resources out there. If like the traditional ones haven't worked for you, look up, and that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, it's like the like. It's like when you're willing to go through the fucking shit and grow through it, you're able to see so much more. And mm-hmm. I and so so in that sense, 
I have a very benevolent feeling towards like the psychoactives that I've I've gotten to use because they actually have saved my life. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Um, but so like, but like, I do feel like, so you, you got into that because you were talking about how it is like the ultimate matrix and all this stuff. Yeah. I, like I can see this as being true as well. And, um, you know, because it's, it, everything is like a, a really intricate pattern. Like everything is yeah. like the tiniest, the tiniest circle, the tiniest patterns, full cycles, right? Like the tiniest little circle is next to, you know, is like a Venn diagram with another tiny circle and then fractals. the flower of life. Yeah. Fractals. Yeah. And then one cluster is a whole new level of like, yeah. you know, of that. Like it's like the monster cell of yeah. all the tiny things. Well, it's and like then you another can go one. forever into the universe yeah. or you can, it seems like you can go forever In smaller. Down. That's what yeah. I think too. I, and I think it's infinite. And then at some point they connect. Exactly. Yes. That's what I think for sure. Always. Because yes. if it, did you see the images of what a cell looks like super close up? Uh, well, I don't think so. Not Everybody we- should look this up today later mm-hmm. like google um what a like a cell looks like like science just they were able to zoom in super fucking close okay and it's i mean it's like a bunch of dots not connected uh-huh. yeah so like empty space between them and between all of them so it just means that like that's as far as we can see but so then if each one of those <laughs> tiny little pieces even goes like i feel like if we zoomed in far enough on ourselves yeah, we it would connect with the ultimate thing. There's See, no, like, I think Saturn. smallness is infinite. Also, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and again, like it's it's. I I think and that's the thing that a is like really fucking exciting and like also really terrifying and also getting to have such incredible reverence. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and like the. Like, I'll be, like, the first one to admit, like, and this is how, like, I, it, and this is what's so crazy. I used to want to die. But what's that even mean? But this is, a, but this is it. Like, I was in so much pain. Yeah. I was in so much pain. But that woke me up to, oh, shit. Some, sh- and being so fucking panicked that things weren't going to work. Mm-hmm. And like, then when they did, just like, holy shit. Like, being able to almost befriend death. Yeah. And getting I, to have a healthy respect for it. Yeah. Well, like, that's what life, I think, is right, supposed like to be. Like the fractal thing. Yeah. They're yeah. kind of the same thing and they yeah. connect and they're like one thing. Yeah, because yeah, what is... I mean, the only way to really live is to die exactly all the time to yeah. everything to yeah. like let go mm-hmm. continually, and, and that's exactly yes. it. It's letting. That's why yes. super old people. I think we like this topic came up on another one. Like that's why like people who have died repeatedly, they're more okay with actually facing what we in this conscious realm refer to as death, like the body, right? right. Like so he, so if somebody has experienced that much like they're it's just they're they have they're in a compassionate accepting space literally you've you've experienced the greatest grief your full cycle 
you've watched yourself die at every single stage to the yeah. point where you've officially you the unknown yeah and you've died with it and like lived to see another day and yeah. you know that like something happens after that yeah so it must breed and some sort of faith that this isn't it when you die exactly there's another little turn around the wheel and yeah something's after this and yeah. also and also like i think like the biggest thing too is that it's uh, I don't fucking know. I'm like, life <laughs> is so fucking heartbreaking. Like, it makes me sad and it... it, it that's it, because it, it's the ultimate it love. The me, ultimate, like, sadness, the greatest pain is because it's uh, the ultimate love. Like, when somebody experiences yeah. great grief for the, the physical loss of someone, it's because that's how you know how you love that individual. And again, is it individual. good or bad? Is either of them good or bad? Like, heartbreak, love, it's another thing where it's like it's life uh, connected, death life it's life death the life. same thing yeah, yeah. it's literally the it's Big, literally small. the this is so sad there's a death but there's a new life i now have a stronger understanding of my love for that person and yeah. i now know life without them so it's like and the a con- broken heart it yeah. breaks you open yeah like, exactly doesn't yeah. just break your heart but exactly. it, it can break you open if you're yes. open to that absolutely yeah 110 um, oh man, it trips me. All of this like trips me out. You know what trips me out the most? Uh-huh. Like no matter what any of this is, no matter what the love, hey, <laughs> whatever, suicide, anything, space, Saturn, blah blah blah, dude. How is there anything? You I know, know. <laughs> that's, that's what the I mean. craziest thing. That's the craziest thing. Like, why is there not nothing? There should be nothing. But we wouldn't know nothing if there was. We we wouldn't be here to know it. Exactly. There'd be nothing. So if a tree, if a universe floats in the sky (laughs) and nobody's there to witness it, is it really floating? Right. But we definitely exist. But it's just like, like, think of it this way, right? We talk about fractals and we talk about this stuff. Gravity is a thing. And there's supposedly dead space, which is exactly all these stars and all these stuff like zoomed out. Look what like what a cell looks like. And so it just fucking is infinite. And that is so trippy. I know. But when it, where did it come from? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know? I know. <laughs> but that's the. I know. And that's the, that, that I, hurts my head. It no, hurts. But that's, that's the one that hurts my head. No, but that's the thing that's also so fucking exciting. Is yeah, we're expanding like, to try to understand. No, it's that it's the it's it's even getting. It's even getting to be fucking like excited and brave and or scared like to life enough, scared to do those things that terrify you, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then getting to, at least for me, have such a feeling of transcendence and gratitude because all I really truly needed was to know yeah that like there is more and there was more and that every single thing that i had thought and every single thing that i had been continually gaslit on mm-hmm. i i got to experience the truth of my heart yeah which was a beautiful thing you know yeah 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 the truth of your heart oh fuck that that hits yeah yeah that's a good place to be yeah if you can get there i recommend it 
That makes me think of Prince. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. That we, I have a Prince candle behind you. Oh, he's the best. And I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, so like we, me and him had a thing. He's one. He's like one of two straight male crushes that I have. Like, I can't, can you call him either of those things? What? <laughs> straight male. <laughs> or I mean, like my straight. I'm being straight when I have a crush on a male. He's oh. one of my male crushes. I guess. Oh, is what got, I mean it, got it. Got it. Got it. But uh, he, um, him and Lenny Kravitz. But okay. Mm-hmm. So, m- men in bell bottoms—that just does it for me. Yeah, Prince, <laughs> Prince, <laughs> Prince uh, he, you know, when I remember there was that story where Matt Damon asked him, he's like, "So you live in Minneapolis?" And he's like, "No, I live in my own heart." <laughs> and it just wow. made me be like, "I." He, he's fucking said, "I what live with my Damon own say? heart." He was just like. Cool, bro. Of course you do. I know, right? Cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not Bo- I'm from Boston. That's all he says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Boston. I'm a janitor. Um, but like, yeah, like we do live within our own heart. And like, that's the whole thing of like, is this just a projection of our own heart so we can fucking grasp all the feelings? Does everything just represent a part of the feeling? And then that branches out to somebody else's. And it's just a whole fucking, it's so fucked. I know. It just feels like a kaleidoscope. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Zoom out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And getting to like, getting to be in the world, but not of it. You know, like that yeah. like, fucking like Jesus saying where it's like you get to be aware of every single thing that's going on. And you also recognize that, like, you get to pay your bills, you know? Yeah. And then what does that look like in terms then of, like, the choices that one makes? You know, um, I love money. And I'm so excited to have, like, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Because I, I recognize the power of money. I recognize the respect that like it gives in in this in this sense like it literally I'm, places a value on time we tell people yeah. how worthy of their time they are like how worthy their time is we say i would pay you a hundred dollars an hour to do x y or z I would pay you $5 an hour to do this job. Like it's a, mm-hmm. it's a genuine, this is how much you are worth. And that I think <laughs> yeah. is why we get so, uh, so fearful of not having it and thus greed and all this other stuff sets forth because we place so much worth on it. Yeah. Even though it's not supposed to be that. No and, doubt. And that's why we get confused because yeah. we know that like a, a enlightened monk in the Himalayas doesn't care about money. And that's the ultimate place to be where you're, you're unaffected by it. But we're we're at where we're at, and and we gotta be, and we gotta know, we gotta know this so that those individuals can know that, can know that that's the correct way. Like you, you can't know one without the other, like literally. Um, and mm. so, y- yeah. But I would, I, I would even say this. Hmm. I would say that I actually know how I get to be of service to the universe. And I'm sure that there's like a few more surprises like coming and things that are exciting that I don't even know about, you know, I would, I would say so. Yeah. So like if I, I, if you would have told, (laughs) sorry guys, if like you would have told me four years ago that I would be sitting here doing this right now (laughs) or five years ago, I would have been like, are you out of your fucking mind? Mm -hmm. Like I'm sober. I don't (laughs) do this. I just 
Like, are, no, that's that. That sounds so nuts. And now, cut to here we are, mm-hmm. and like I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. Um, and that goes to like a lot of different things. And I know I just lost the plot for a second, <laughs> and I'm so sorry. Uh, I haven't smoked pot in like <laughs> almost two weeks because I've been gone. Yeah, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm stoned. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, like this is a thing though you know it, it is interesting um you gotta let yourself sakes. be stoned just be where you are you know but that that's Don't what i was gonna to say it. that's what i was gonna say though with your uh that was like the the thing with your um the, your battle in life right like mm-hmm. this awareness like like all this stuff like and for a while you were gonna throw away all your desires yeah. Like yeah. ultimately though, cause I know what you were going to get at was sometimes you battle between like, is like getting more enlightened what I'm here for, or like, wait a second, you got to check yourself because like being in life is the point of it. And you need to be aware enough yeah. that that's what you're here to do. And like mm-hmm. that enables like, because like b- the body's the experiential, like this is how I'll, like, I think I feel like I like, like my spiritual book of the year was conversations with God. I've mentioned this before. So like, um, you know, like I think that Neil Donald Walsh should also give us like a cut of his royalty. The amount of time times I've mentioned it brought up. That <laughs> well, I got to read just, that one. I haven't read it. It, it really like, it's um, really yeah, good. It, it, yeah. it really breaks everything down in such a great way. And I don't like the word God and, and I loved it. And so like, but you know, one of the things that, that is said in that book is, um, you know, uh, the God, what about the experiential? What's the experiential? Oh, geez. Oh, there's like, I mean, like the bodies are like, um, oh, you only know through <laughs> the experiential. Yes, that's right. So like mm-hmm. in order so, to know something, you have to have the, experience so like, it. you know how, like when like you like judge something and you gotta, um, and then you're like, Ugh, and then you find yourself in that same position. I feel like mm-hmm. your soul, you, you, it like knew you needed to learn this lesson. So you subconsciously made decisions to lead you to having that same experience. Yeah. So you would no longer judge and thus complete the circle. Yeah. You know? And that's the same way of saying like, it's inside of you. So you're like, without even knowing it, you're attracting it to you. Yes. Because, you know, it's like, say you're, you're angry when like, you don't want to be angry and you have anger and you try to show everyone how calm you are, but deep down you're angry. I think angry people pick up on that because they're like, I know you motherfucker. I yeah. see some anger yes. in there. Yeah. And so they see you and they get more angry and that's reflecting back your own anger. And it's just like this big mirror for each other. Yeah. I, and I've been recognizing this lately about people I surround myself with. And like, I've just been like having a whole new awakening with everything. And like Man. the the, pe- the the part of people that I'm attracted to within them, I'm starting to be aware of it. And like the ones that are negative, I'm, you know, keeping my distance. That's such a crazy thing to start curating your life like that with oh, your fuck. people I can't around you. you just fucking said that. Yeah. But Last week on our episode, we said you got to curate that shit. That was our <laughs> saying. Really? Yeah. Crazy. So anyway, go ahead. Fractals. Literally. Uh, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're literally cute, but you're right. It's a crazy thing to curate. But life. When you even go to, like, when I'm when I've been my most obnoxiously positive, uh, I'm like not listening to sad music. I'm listening to happy, upbeat music. I'm, yeah, I was like I start listening listening to gospel and shit. And yeah. I like that is great. Like I, you really, I really feel happy when I 
force myself to do happy things, force myself to think yeah, happy thoughts, no, true. hang out with happy it's people. True. But man, it the just darkness is like so that. tempting too. Well, because, and you got to slip in so you remember. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of forgetting and remembering. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what life is. It's this constant forget, remember, forget, remember the mm-hmm. same light lessons a million times. Yeah. Like, I feel like the moment we're born, like we, you know, we like knew ultimate love because we came from it. Right. Yeah. And then it's like all of a sudden, like we're born and like you didn't know what the fuck you were before. But now you like know what you are. And like <laughs> you before think you, know. you just existed and everything was happy and you like were fed food and like didn't need to go to the bathroom. You were just in there. Everything was fine. <laughs> you were just warm. You yeah. Know? And then like now, you know, relationship to and you know that when you're not being held or touched or when you witness not love and so from that moment forward life is a constant feeling safe feeling not safe feeling you know loved feeling not loved like Mm -hmm. just the same like love and reject it's just love and fear love and fear love and fear like because if you love I, I always feel like Whenever you stop and recognize, and and they do this in comedy a lot, there's a, there's always this scene. When I describe it, you'll know, like somebody who's just like, man, like everything's like so great, like like, um, man, like I'm a da da da, like everything's going so well. I knew it was gonna happen, haha. And then all of a sudden, it's, but wait, what if like I lose? What if like I, I have to keep this up? Like da 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 da. You immediately have the fear of losing that happiness. Yeah. So what you've actually done is you've jumped into not being happy. You like literally left your state of happiness to focus on, you know, well, you became aware of the happiness. Yeah. And thus questioned it. And that is exactly questioning it. Love and fear. I know I have so many fearful memories of just becoming aware of my own happiness. Cause I, once that happens, then I start to grasp and I'm like trying to hold on to it. And I think the key is, to go through your shitty emotions so you're not afraid of it yes. and you don't resist because like being afraid of it creates a, a grasping onto the good stuff yes. and it's just like can you just let go and can you just feel everything and once yeah. you feel everything there's no such thing as good or bad fear and love it's just like everything just is and it's whether or not you're resisting it the resistance is painful the thing is not what you, know? you what you resist persists. Exactly. And what you look, look at, at disappears. disappears. And what and you what? look at disappears. Mm. Interesting. So like and yeah. that's literally like right? Like that's that's when when people are just like, Oh, you're an alcoholic and you're just like, Oh yeah, you know, I drink no I'm not. I drink like two whatever, like da da da, right? Like you're resisting it, so it's persisting, right? Yeah. Um, or if somebody's like, Oh, you're an alcoholic and you're like you know, I, I do have a drinking problem. You're looking at it. Yeah. I mean, that's the first step to moving on. Right. And I don't know why I chose that as an example. What but about weird shit when they're like, Hey, you're an asshole. <laughs> you're like, um, well then you stop and you go, what did I, what, what has reflect. my behavior been to? Yeah. You got to reflect. You got to yeah. be like, what was my behavior to that person that would make them? I probably was being an asshole to them in that moment. And if I mm-hmm. wasn't, then it was about them. Well, yeah, no, but I also think that there's like, like, I think the alcoholic thing is, like, so interesting, you know, because it's also, like, because it brings up something where when people point things out about another person. Yeah, I guess I meant the person needs to decide they have a drinking problem. Yeah, that, it's not like, somebody else telling them. Yeah, and whether or not, yeah, whether or not if, because, like, when it's, 
because that's how we're indoctrinated it exactly. in terms of like that's what, I was thinking. what yeah. we think of ourselves right. and yeah. how we think of ourselves yeah. and who we think of that's ourselves That's because there's as. like a slippery slope with that shit. And there it's is. like, where, where is the point where you, you don't Everything's just... Everything's gray. Yeah. Yeah, everything is gray. And, and also, you know, like there are people, there are delusional people everywhere. No doubt. You know, Especially like here. In um, LA. Mm-hmm. And and with that too, though it th- th- that goes from because everybody else around them sees the reality of the thing except them. Yeah. Right. And so you're either called delusional, and then you're called inspirational. Yeah. You know, and and you, you stay long enough. It's the disaster that artist. you're able to. It's the disaster artist. Like knew it all along. Yes, I know. Yeah. But it's 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 also making me think of like um Yeah, in 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 anything. The yeah. disaster but the disaster artist is also <laughs> it's so fucking unique because it's No, it's not. Why? Because he knew it enough to the point that he made it happen. Like he, like everyone, what was so special about it is he ended up doing exactly what he set out to do. Only it took its own full oh. random route. Like he was but like, it sucks that it's fucking why can't James we make Franco. this movie? I, well, let's not get down that rabbit hole. Sorry. Like let's, um, and not. plus we want Seth Rogen to do this podcast one day. Yes, let's not know. Well, that doesn't matter. I'm not going to... Never mind. My opinions are... I'm not, not going to bring up any opinions. Um, Good luck. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Me Too stuff, I'm, Me Too needs to happen. Men need to be called out. James Franco was a perv in a fucking car and freaked some fucking women out. So he needs to deal with that shit. To say All the right. least. So, oh, I didn't even know. But, well, it was... That was one of the stories that came out according yeah. to what I read online in a right. story. I okay. do not know these facts or circumstances anyway and i so, guess well, sorry well because we were gonna never mind no no no, no 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 go i would just say this that like i hope that like seth rogan would like <laughs> really you know kind of like listen to women you know because it's like the truth is is that like for every man that like gets to be found out to be a fucking douchebag asshole fucktard like there has to be the other dude that's friends with him that's willing to actually wake the fuck up enough mm. and get to be like, whoa, calm I'm, out, I'm picking bro. up on some uh, anger. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder what the reflection is. We don't have to go through it right now. But no, I no, think that the is trigger, interesting. That is interesting. I know. I always feel that. Because it works for everything. There's not an exception. Yeah. Donald Trump, you're mad at him. Partly because he's an asshole, but partly because he's inside you. Exactly. No, exactly. That's it. Like, I know that we, we know that side of self. Yeah. Like, we do. Yeah. To think that you hate Donald Trump just solely because he's an asshole, that's the dumbest thing. Like, you got to know that there's something inside you that's doing the same thing yeah. that you hate about yourself. Exactly. Because yeah. you, you're trying to heal that. You're trying to yeah. understand it. Well, I guess, like, it would be just, like... I guess it then like also goes to 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Good weed. I know. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. Because that's that's the thing too, right? It's, uh, yeah. I'm also very aware of my anger. And the truth is, is that I have every single right to be angry. Yeah. About like a fuck ton. You know? And the fact that like <laughs> I even sat here for so long. Yes. And had, I'm sorry. No, but I, you're in this part of your grief stage. I like, know. I mean, it's, this is, this has been your entire so existence. I just, I yeah. need to yeah. be clear that A, I apologize <laughs> if that sounded so forceful. Oh, um, I didn't. It just sounded that. strong. We knew it no, hit. I knew. I, I just, uh, fuck me up <clears throat> the ass. I don't like this. Oh, I love you. I'm sorry. Are you okay? <sighs> Oh, I'm like, oh my god, this is like what, like this is the beginning of you. Yeah, this is this is actually podcast work is seriously (laughs) what this looks like. Yeah, what it's true, it's true because this is is a big one for her. So this is a yeah. And I'll probably talk about it later, but yeah. And you have to. You have to honor your anger. Yeah, I'm not saying don't be angry because you have to. Like anger is the first step out of something. Out of depression, really. Yeah. Anger yeah. is when you start to feel again and yeah. when you start to become alive again. And you need to like... It is. It's literally own that it. next you stage need to with the feel grief. it. You yes. need to express it. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, yeah. No, there's um, not. Eventually, there's you're going to work through the anger. Like, all, I got anger. I haven't worked through. Like, shit. Yeah. I'm screaming in my car at other cars. Like, yeah. I'm just yeah. like, where is this coming from? I'm getting yeah. so fucking mad. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're all working through it. And... Yeah. Uh, eventually when we work through that, then we can look back and view anger maybe in a different way, but it's not like we're never going to get angry again. We're always going to have it. I know. Yeah. But that, that's the thing though, is that when you get to, when you become aware of it, like, like, and you're like, where is this coming from? You also know to, you also know to let yourself have the anger in more constructive, healthy ways, ways, like appropriate ways, like not. And by that, what I mean is you exercise, you start to release the angers in the anger in a way that, is not going to cause you more detriment and more anger because you're you having the feeling is showing you that well hang on let me say this having the feeling is literally you saying that like you need this out of you're uncomfortable in the feeling i want to get to the other side of it so like if you are having the anger in an explosive way then you were never looking at it and you're just reactive and so then Mm -hmm. it's going to continue and it's going to the things that you do when you're that angry like hitting someone or like like crashing things breaking things um you know posting abusive things whatever the fuck like then you're gonna hate yourself even more for that the next day leading you to eventually become even more no, angry how, yeah, you know what i mean cycle. and so on and so forth and it just fucking and like continues. a lot of times it's it's not every time but some sometimes it's not anger like anger is just the act out exactly it's, it's the cover for like the sadness fear or yeah. sadness fear. yeah or yeah generally fear Fear, sadness too, especially for men, you know, yeah. they don't know how to be sad. They're not allowed to just be sad. So they turn to anger. Like if, mm-hmm. if they're sad in front of their guy friends, no, nah, you can't do that. So you get angry. And if they, if they poke you, they're like, Ooh, you look sad. Ooh, you a pussy. And so the reaction, we're just trained to get angry and that's just what we get comfortable with. And it sucks, yeah. but, um, but there's like- something underneath it. It's not anger. It's pain yeah, yeah but then have you have you like yourself gotten to the other side where like you're able to be sad with your guy friends and that if somebody like is like, like what else you're actually able to be like 
Yeah. Yeah, dude, I I am sad. Like that's okay. Yeah. Uh yeah. Sometimes I fall back into my my old patterns and I, I don't have the awareness to go there or the vulnerability, but I have done that a lot more recently and yeah. uh it freaks them out that's the hard part is sometimes it freaks them out so it's like yeah. you got to just have the the right people around you and uh yeah i i do have i have attracted new friends that can hold that and uh yeah that's big that's i think probably some of the biggest and like yeah. most important is yeah. getting to getting to feel safe that. because that's yeah. just feeling safe to feel those things exactly and yeah. so you know what i mean and like and really, and that goes to the suicide thing too, is I feel like those the individuals that in that moment go through with it, they don't have the, um, fuck, what were you just talking about? Feelings. Feelings. Oh, they don't feel safe mm-hmm. expressing the feelings that they're having inside to right. other people. Well, that's because it's so hard to ask for help. It is. It's so you know? hard, especially in this country. Yeah. And, and this goes to so much because I, I feel like, you know on a big scale, right? Like if the earth is, is a soul, Mm -hmm. right. Then it's cycle is going to be, you know, it started like so perfect and slowly it had to ruin itself. Right. And like, if we think about, it's crazy to think like that America was like, like native Americans were so, were so spiritually grounded. They were, you know, they, they felt a connection. They recognized the life and all that was around them and they listened to it and they held it with such respect and importance Mm -hmm. as they did with, with each other human life, you know? And so to have to, to take the land the way that it was taken and then to like, of course we had to become the land that would completely destroy like the nature, like everything that we were doing that started in this country is, you know, has ruined the globe and nature. And so it's like, we're learning that fucking lesson. Like, mm-hmm. and it started in America, you know what I mean? And like land that was stolen from a peaceful, spiritually in touch community. They weren't that peaceful. <laughs> Just yeah. To, <laughs> I've read some books and oh, well, okay, they're I'm sure, but. crazy too. They, I mean, the tribalism, you know, like yeah, it was intense. But that's just scalping a small scale shit, of yeah. yeah. I'm not saying they didn't have the greed, but they had the the seed that we all have, which yeah. is the um the fear and the anger and all that. Well, see and see. So what I did was just look at them by themselves, and then you looked at them in relationship to everything else, which mm. really is the way that we should all be looking at everything because nothing's perfect. But no, but they seem to live a much better life. Yeah. <laughs> than what we've imported. Yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about before that? <laughs> How are you doing? Good. You good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No, like it's, it's it, tribalism. I think like tried to come up, I think during almost every single fucking episode. Oh yeah. You know? And I, I like when I was going, getting ready to go to Ireland, I started reading like the brief history of Ireland where it talked about tribalism and it talked about, you know, like that's what happens when the world expands, you know? And, and I think that we're expanding where it's, I think everybody has been in like this kind of like illusion of like a pink bubble for such a long time in regards to, you know, like refugees are literally just tribes of people, 
that mm-hmm. are just saying like, yeah, can we do this? Like where it used to be war, 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 war. Now it's like the peaceful entry or not entry most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, it just like makes me think of like the rise of countries and the rise of people, the rise. It's of, everything though. I mean, this yeah, is it's literally just the macro of the micro and like, tribes are, <laughs> tribes are getting to be globalized now. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is kind of beautiful. Yeah. Until we literally all be unite as one again. This is where you, when you're like, where did it come from? Where did all this come from? Yeah. Like, it did had you to, find it? Like, there had to just be, <laughs> I, mean, I think so. There had to be a moment of knowing that it was nothing. And then in that moment of knowing it was nothing, it was like, well, then what am I? But and who then was it knowing? Split. The nothingness. It just split. But nothingness is a thing if it can know. That's what I mean. Oh man! You know what I mean. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> but I guess, but I guess that that's it too, right? Where it's yeah, like, it's the absence of a thing. Yeah, yeah, the space. absence of a thing. Yeah, it's the absence of a thing. Yeah. And as soon as you recognize it, then as a thing, it transforms. And you couldn't have a thing without. Then you the start absence looking exactly. Jesus, I think we figured it out. I know. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so. And glad. now we're gonna like learn something. <laughs> now we gotta go do the laundry. <laughs> what is? Yeah, exactly, exactly. We are so we are like starting to get close to the end time. But so before we like, I want to like ask you a couple. I want to like, um, have you answer like where are you at um, with your spiritual? Because you said at 17 is when you started really mm-hmm. like you made that switch. Um, like where are you at right now with uh like what yeah what are you doing these like what is helping you through these days like what is your what stage are you in um well i say from like 17 to 27 or so i was all about enlightenment like i was like serious i want to be enlightened irreversibly aware that I am one and liberated fully from my body, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then around Saturn return time, I had a bunch of pain that I didn't feel that whole time because I was like, I'm beyond emotions and pain. I'm transcending, you know? So Mm. all that started to come up like bad, like all at once. And Mm. uh, all this pain and anxiety and depression that I had shoved down. So... That's when I got somehow the knowledge came to me that like, oh, you got to feel shit. Like you yeah. Guys, actually, my mom was going through too. the same thing. That's, okay. She was my guide through yeah. that. She's my intro. Um, uh, you just got to feel it. You can't run away from it. Yeah. You got to look at the darkness. Yeah. You got to go through yeah. it. Yeah. You can't yeah. go around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was to like recently and now see what you re- you can't go around it what you resist persists exactly you look at disappears exactly uh and now i don't know what i am anymore I, I had this identity before as a spiritual seeker then i had this identity as a feeler and now i'm just like i guess you just live your life and yeah do both and let go i don't know i i, don't I know. feel like that is the most enlightened to, to recognize that you are 
And so I, I think that's the great irony, the great paradox. And you might just die right now when I say this to you because like you might <laughs> hit your, who knows? <laughs> but like, uh, I hope not too. But like, you know, so your ultimate, like the thing that you were all about, like the ultimate, like the thing that you were all about, like by letting go of it, you actually became it. Because you, yeah. yeah, are living your being totally. Because I was identified as something, yeah, I couldn't be it. That's why. That's why all this identity talk fucks yes, with me totally. Because like I want to be sensitive. And everything's branded, and I'm not like a like. There is the the right wing people that think that is all bad, but like I just think when you have an identity with anything. Yeah. It's less than what you could be identifying with, which is everything. Yes. You know? Oh, wow. I love and that. And so when you narrow it down to a little thing, then you develop a tribe, and then you develop an attachment, and then you identify with it, and then you have fear if it's going to be taken away from you, and then you get angry, and then wars start. I mean, yeah, it's like, what do you image are you trying to protect? Yeah, Just, yeah. Because it, whatever it is, it's not your true beingness. That's what I'm, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's like hard to say that right it, now. It's hard. People, this, you've described my little crisis as well, like in a way, because this was it, was like, like I've, I've, I, like, I, my, I grieved the fact that I made my entire identity about this is real vulnerable to say on the fucking podcast <laughs> and like do it but i feel like i can do it um my entire identity was comprised of m- making it an entertainment like power in hollywood was my fucking pyramid do you know yeah. what i mean and like now after almost being here 13 years and looking at where i started and where people i know started like you know, like I was 18. I didn't know a fucking single person out here. Like there, like the internet was just barely becoming a fucking thing. Like my first headshots were black and white out here. Okay. <laughs> like shit was just about to change. Yeah. But like it was like, I looked for auditions in the back of LA weekly. You know what I mean? Wow. Like fucking times. Like I got here then. Damn. And so like, <laughs> I know it's fucking crazy. And so like everything that I've experienced, what, you know, Heather was for me is Heather was like, you know, like we'll go into our meeting on a, in another episode a little more personally if we ever desire. I don't know, um, <laughs> but I uh, I love you. I love you. Like I, what I was talking about with the alchemist about like you get to, he gets the boy gets to that town and then he like meets the chick and is like you're the reason I did all this. I was actually trying to find you. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I was in entertainment to find Heather. I like I do feel that. Like yeah. I feel like she's part of it. For sure. um, and like the second that that happened, it was like all of a sudden I learned to let go and be and live in a way that I'd never let myself do before and feel. And I felt things and mm. it was so crazy to let all those feelings out in a way that like all of a sudden I got in touch with myself and I recognized that everything that I'd lived and everything that I'd put to like, I didn't have a true connection to anything because this just shattered what I thought was important always. Yeah. And so now I, I literally like I, I made no real friendships. I mean, that's not true. I have many great friends, but I didn't nurture the relationship yeah. the way that, that I could have and should have, you know? Yeah. And so like getting to like get to that point and then go, Holy shit. Like my, like, yeah, like this was my identity. And then this was, and this was, and this was, and then like, 
with entertainment, it's a whole new batch of fucking shit because the industry's like, well, what's your like fucking act? You're yeah. a gay act. Like, well, you don't want to just be a gay act, but then it's like, well, but like also everyone wants to know what your identity is. And so like, you know, like you start to betray self in the tiniest way. Yeah. 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 Totally. And so then you have this fucking realization and recognition and it feels like the biggest death because you're recognizing that all those fucking walls and projection and that fake image that you put out doesn't fucking mean shit. Yeah. And it was all wrong. And it's like so fucking painful. <laughs> yeah. Plus failure. Like I've failed out here more yeah. than anywhere. <laughs> and, uh, that'll crush your ego. Yeah. But it crushes your ego. Yeah. You know, like it's true. It's kind of tight. It's, <laughs> it's so like, true. You know, I used to have all that. I wanted all that stuff too. Secretly. Yeah. You know? Secretly is the thing is yeah. it was always secretly. Like I would, I mean, I would tell people like, um, I'm, you know, Madonna's my idol. Like I'm going to be the most powerful woman in Hollywood, but, 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 you know, like stupid stuff back in uh, high school. And then I got here and immediately that was lowered. Like immediately once yeah. like reality set in a little, that was lowered <laughs> and it just gradually goes down, down, down yeah. until it's like, isn't this great? Like, I'm just like doing what I love. Like this is part of it. Failure, the struggle, this is part of it. You know, like yeah. it just, you start to get almost literally disillusioned, but it's almost it's then becomes its own illusion and you got to check yourself back into reality again and go like some stuff is going to happen. Some isn't. I want to be realistic about it and I want to like not put my energy into things that like I got to be honest with myself aren't aren't part of my fucking story. Right. Like they're not part of me, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, that, I was asking where you were and then I just went to where the fuck I was. I like stole that from you. I'm oh so no, it's fine. What's mine is yours. Um, but, but that was it. You, you had said that. So you started to question the identity stuff fucked with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so where I'm at now is did we already talking about that. Where I'm at now is just like in your beingness. Yeah, in my beingness, and when something comes up, I look at it, and yeah. sometimes that means I go to therapy. Sometimes that means I do spiritual shit, and it's totally, like, yeah. totally, it's all the same. And totally. where do you feel you are now? That's where I'm That's at. That's where he's at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm saying like because you, because like also you said like sometimes therapy, sometimes spiritual. So mm-hmm. like, if it's the, are you in one of those two now? Both. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes at it's, the same time. Yeah, for sure. It's a yeah. great combo. Yeah. It's like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> Spirituality yeah. and therapy. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. I just think some issues require a more direct approach with yeah. the therapist. And then some, yeah. some things just, you just float above it. You feel it and you let it go, you know, and that's yeah. the spiritual stuff. Yeah. But yeah. You, you just got to acknowledge what you're feeling. Yes. And then also connect with your divinity, you know? Yeah. So it's like one's yeah. on the ground, one's in the sky. And it's like you want to ground sometimes, you want to float sometimes, you yeah. want to fly. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't identify with one. I mean, I want to be the the flyer way more. That's what okay. I identify with. But, you know, I know that they're both super important. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Am I am I identifying with this a lot? And just I'm just thinking like, do I need to go back into therapy? <laughs> I'm like, maybe. maybe I'm not sure yet. Okay, 
just go. You should. And then if you're getting anything out of it, great. And if you're not, yeah, you just stop going. I just, well, I go like once a month now. Well, yeah. here's the deal too, right? Where it's um, getting to ask my, like getting to even ask myself the question of, is this something that I can work through on my own? Like, what would be the purpose of me going to therapy? Would it be to hide and to stay small and, like, safe and, like, whatever to work through it? And because for me, that's always, it It, it goes back to... The getting lost in it. Yeah, and, like, am I able to experience the grief, anger, whatever, in a healthy way? Yeah. Or do I feel repressed enough that... I need someone else that's going to be able to get it out of me until it unleashes in a safe yeah, space. Totally, totally. And you know. Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah. I don't, I know. but. I know. You know, you just got to be honest with yourself, whatever the answer I know. is. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck sake. Yeah, that <laughs> hey, is it. That is it. That's life. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so fucking funny. It's, it's so funny. No, like I like asked you those questions in the beginning because my. My birth mom was a psychic and had a website oh, wow. and yeah. everything. Nice. But she and when was, you met her, she was working as like a 1-900 psychic. But okay. she was also like the ultimate gaslighter. Yeah. You know? Um, and I asked you all those questions because on through my path and experience, like everyone knew that she was full of shit. Okay. You know, because the the other side of her life reflected as such. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? So right. she wasn't walking the walk. Yeah. She was just talking the talk. Wasn't um, walking the water. So that's why she asked if your if your mom like lived what she like yeah. that's what yeah. Uh she did, but she yeah, I mean the older I get and the more I look back, it was like damn, she she had some flaws too like yeah yeah I, I always had her on a pedestal but now i'm like mm. oh no <laughs> you were the older i get yeah and i yeah. the shit that we go through I, I see it more and i'm like oh you were going through that and it wasn't all done in the right way and yeah. that's fine that doesn't mean everything she was talking about was bullshit it just, yeah. it's, it's good that she just couldn't see from where you can see yeah and that was it yeah mm-hmm. and that's the i think that that also gets to be part of like that beautiful thing like when you're open to doing that kind of work and getting to um see the truth and see have a different perspective totally and be able to do it with love yeah you know like ultimately for self yeah forgiveness of self yeah right? yeah it's yeah full circle yeah full <laughs> circle. <laughs> all right i think uh so real quick if there's um if you want to tell them if you want to plug anything Tell them where they can find you. Uh, I just got a website, so check that out. Oh, cool. dot com. I'm on Instagram, Weave Dreaming. I'm on Twitter, Aaron Weaver with four A's. <laughs> um, if you want to check out my mom's site, it's 2012spiritualgrowthprophecies.com. And if you're in the area, come to Full Moon Comedy at the Green Mind Store. We're having one this Father's Day. I don't know if this will come out in time or not, but um, yeah. It's on Sundays and it's super fun. And if you like this podcast, you'll love that because it's everything this podcast is plus a live show. So <laughs> love it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. Thank you. Thank you.